Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Lens Flare Extrasode, uh, <laughs> where we're talking about your responses to Bioshock. Yes, yes. Uh, a record amount of response, I think. Uh, you know, I have to go back and double check that. But uh, this generated a lot of uh, discussion mm-hmm. here. And people care about Bioshock. Yes, they do. Yep. Um, so Ken Levine says via contact, <laughs> you idiots did not understand my vision. If you guys... <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, we have a couple of voicemails here uh, that we want to play. Actually, no, we have one voicemail and then kind of a... We'll, we'll, we'll explain it before we, before we jump to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we first hear what uh, Brayton Cameron had to say. If you uh, want to call in with your own uh, voicemails about a thing, that is 419-834-WOFF. Uh, that number is not toll free, but the podcast is. Yep. And we encourage you to do so. Yes. We like getting voicemails. It's fun. Yep. So let's see what Brayton has to say. Hey, guys. Waffles. This is Brayton Cameron. I just wanted to um, to talk about Bioshock, and I'm currently in uh, at my work desk, uh, but I want to talk about Bioshock, and specifically my first experience with Bioshock. I know it was, it was a big hit, and I had not played it at the time. It was years later, and I finally went and watched a Let's Play, because I spend all, all day at work in front of a computer. And the Let's Play I had, and I wish I would have looked up the user I had before I called, but uh, the, the Let's Play I found was a, a younger guy who was doing it, and every single time he used the electricity power, he said, shocking, every time, four hours, and it was amazing. And that was what got me into the game, uh, this kid saying shocking over and over again. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Brayden's told me that story before. I like that story, though. <laughs> it's a really good story. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> With as much as I use the lightning plasmid, yeah. it take hours to beat the game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it already a, takes hours to beat the game. Yeah, but just, yeah, shocking. Shocking. Um, yeah, very yeah. good. Innovative response. <laughs> um, um, speaking of innovative responses, you know, yes. he, here at the studio, we received a uh, um, studio apartment. <laughs> is what he's referring to. Um, <laughs> we we received a um, a waterlogged, uh, I guess, footlocker or something like that, <laughs> filled with uh, what would appear to be like phonograph machines. Yeah, they're um, about the size of cereal boxes. Yeah, so we we had to digitize them and we're going to play them in sequence for you and kind of respond to them in total uh, at the end here. So uh, we, we we've not listened to these yet. Let's just uh, find out. Hello, this is Alan. Um playing Bioshock for the first time with the show. I wasn't into shooters like Bioshock at the time. It seemed cartoonishly violent when it came out. But it has a great reputation, and you guys are playing it, so I figured I'd play along. Audio log number three. The splicers and the silhouette on the wall are doing terrible things to people. Water is pouring in everywhere. I'm sure I cleared out the path behind me, but... There are people there who want to kill me now. This game reminds me of something. I'm a coward. I don't play scary games. Log 14. I have two young daughters. I can't bring myself to hurt the little sisters. I just rescue them, send them along. 
They creep me out, though. Not as much as my guy eating old donuts he finds in random places, but almost as much. Log 20. Everything is so hostile. I'm afraid to start the game. Turrets, slicers, Big Daddy. My heart's pounding just thinking about it. It's freaking me out. Thank God for Atlas. He's a good friend. He'll never let me down. 30. I'm afraid to take a shower in real life now. It's all filling up with water. Jesus loves me, this I know. My three-year-old came up to me with her toy stethoscope, and I blacked out. Later, my wife told me I was screaming, don't take away my Adam, and sobbing. I think the game might be too scary for me. 48. My only friend gone. I haven't showered in a week. I can't eat donuts or chips. Atlas was a lie. Golf clubs are out, too. Would you kindly? What have I done? What have I done? 61. Day three with no sleep. Reading Anne Rand blogs. Where they don't know the genius is alive. They just make little girls with glowing eyes that say creepy shit. Free market gives us the circus of values. Only taxes and legislation can save us from the big daddies. Audio log 99. Finished. This game was great. A little bit scary, but it didn't get to me. Uh, the ending with the little sister saving me was amazing. Really glad I tried it. Thanks, guys. Well, yeah. thank you, yeah. Alan. Thanks, that's, Alan. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, great. It sounds like everything worked out. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Dara's going to be fine. Everyone's fine. Every, everything um, is okay. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't actually – so it's something we talked about before we recorded, um, but Alan focused on – but we didn't talk about very much in the episode is how scary this game is. Yeah, We yeah. talked a couple, a couple moments and how it's, you know has a survival <laughs> horror trappings and everything, but it is like a horror game. Yeah. You know, so like it kind of – that deflates some of the shooter complaints and also probably heightens why you were so sensitive to the combat focus. Yeah. You know, because it uh, – you know, that you're doing combat in the first half of the game, but – you know, there's kind of more of that horror to, yeah. so then maybe that's like really the thing that changes halfway through the game is like, <laughs> it's, it's really not like really a horror game for the second it half. It changes genre. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's still this kind of, you know, what I'm still attached to is this world and, and this, uh, yeah. this kind of indirect storytelling, which I'm always going to love, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it, it ceases to be scary. I mean, there's a little bit, I wish me almost wish I had kind of ramped up that turning into a big daddy and like just change it from external horror to internal horror <laughs> and like really, you know, did it up. Yeah, That'd be pretty great. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a spooky game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody could blame you. A couple of other people in the, uh, in the written responses, uh, hit on that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why yeah. don't we jump right into yeah. it? Delightful, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Noah says via contact, uh, Bioshock was an extremely great game and probably the first I have played that immerses you so well through non-traditional story mechanics. 
While there are some cutscenes, the majority of the story is told openly through the environment and scattered audio logs that slowly fill in the pieces of this huge world. The combat in the game is not too shabby either, giving you a mix of first-person shooter and tactical-slash-puzzle-type encounters, with roaming enemies, changing environments, and always a new development, and with a few exceptions, well-built quests to complete, you always feel like you're doing something. While I feel I connect more with the later games, Infinite, anybody? Bioshock always demands another playthrough. Nostalgia never felt so good. Yeah, yeah, thanks. You should write that, like, the 20th anniversary edition <laughs> box thing. Something I, I actually, real quick, just, uh, and I'm not, I want to talk about... Um, talk about Noah's thing just real quick about Alan where he's talking about how gross it is eating 20 year old donuts <laughs> um, that's when you talk about infinite that's one of the silliest things about that is yeah. that like you're doing that and you're doing it in the middle of battle so like you know you're getting <laughs> shot at it's just like I have to find a hot dog garbage dog garbage dog eat everything I don't care like what's on it um, yeah. but yeah um, I, I think I mostly agree with you uh, mm-hmm. no? and you also brought up some things that we didn't bring up though, the whole idea that there's you know there's so the breathness of cutscenes in the game which like now more games will kind of do that but that's still was a little bit more noteworthy when this came out yeah. I feel like um, yeah yeah so Ryan says via contact what I remember most about Bioshock was not finishing it <laughs> it has mm-hmm. one problem that I can't get over Infinite, no pun intended, continues where the bad guys, big daddies, keep all the damage you have done to them before your death. So, you take one third off and die. Just go back and find them again for another third, etc. There are no stakes. Most games now have infinite uh, continues, but they reset things, sometimes not even replenishing your items as punishment. Uh, It just makes me wonder, why am I playing this again? Also, the story that everyone regards as fantastic is all played through audio logs. Not for me. I want cinematic badassery, a la Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, not cheap audio logs. I hope you shed some light onto why this game is so awesome, because I have no good feelings about this one. If this is not correct about the continue aspect, please disregard. Uh, haven't played it since it came out, but this is why I remember hitting it after about five to eight hours. The, uh, it's not, it's not, it's the truth is somewhere in between. Like they, yeah. the enemies keep some of the damage. So yeah. then they, they heal back a, a bit. So, yeah. uh, you, you are right though. If, if that is a deal breaker that you can do, so it's closer, like you do a third of the damage and then they get back two thirds of it. Yeah. So it, they do, there's some painful permanence. Yeah. I think that that might, part of that might just be a preference thing. Yeah, like, definitely. uh, like I, I like the metal gear games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want like those, those, those are detriments to metal gears to me. Like the yeah. cutscene, you know, the 25 minutes of non-interactive yeah. stuff. Like, I hate that. Like, I yeah. like those games in spite of that. Mm-hmm. The cool thing, the thing I love about audio logs is that you listen to them while doing other things. So you pick mm-hmm. it up, it plays, and you continue to do the level while it's it's just telling you the story in the background. It doesn't interrupt. Yeah, yeah. It's even better, like, uh, um, uh amnesia does that in a frustrating way because yeah. you have to stop and read mm-hmm. the thing and i would much rather have it just play a narration when i get yeah. it and i can just continue to explore like i that's what that i love that yeah um i do not want to see a cutscene in general terms they definitely achieve similar purposes i think that the audio logs work because you're hearing it in their own voice yeah as opposed to you know seeing a thing and you know that you know if if delivered properly it gives a really good kind of window into mm-hmm. what into you know what was a, you, know, you have another aspect of the the story that you're you're telling yeah yeah and stuff yeah, yeah. and then again like i don't want to bag on metal gear like i like nope. metal gear a lot um but that's just it's something that i i don't yeah. love about it they just achieve different purposes yeah the uh yeah and i guess the the thing with the the vita chambers like um 
yeah, just, they, they just fixed didn't, it. They, well, they fixed it too, and it just didn't bother me that much even mm-hmm. before they fixed it. Yeah. You know, I was playing it for for the environment and for these kind of trap encounters and stuff like that. Like, it wasn't necessarily uh, a hill to climb. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, Ian's is pretty long. Do we want to uh, tag team it? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off with Ian. I'll tag you in when I get parched. Um, Ian says via contact... I'm very glad I played Bioshock when I did because I would not have the patience for it now. It's hard for that sentence to make sense if you played the first hour. The opening is so strong. You're thrown bodily into one of the most stylistic and immersive environments I've seen in a game. But the game drags on too long and quickly wears out its welcome, in my opinion, as its tensest moments lose their teeth. The scene with the mother splicer and the stroller. The game takes time to humanize the most common enemy. Unfortunately, there comes a point where you are wading through splicer corpses and occasional reminders that they are sentient are more jarring than anything. The first time I fought a big daddy, I did everything else I possibly could first. It's the first scene. uh, It's first scene had an impact. I was genuinely nervous. At a certain point, I decide fired around and immediately immediately panicked. Several minutes later, I was standing over its corpse with my back to a corner and I barely had any ammunition left. I hadn't beaten it. I had survived. I felt genuinely saddened that I had to kill a big daddy. After all, I was the invasive element in this environment and he was just doing his job. Um, Compare the previous scene to one from near the end of the game. I find a narrow hallway adjacent to a big daddy. I fill it with electrified trap bolts and proximity mines. I shoot it once with a revolver for extra insult. It charges at me and explodes into tiny drill bits. Hurrah. Can I take it from there? So then, is it any wonder that by the time everyone got to the final boss, we were all ready to be sick of it? In between those great opening pieces, there was Fort Frolic, and I cannot remember anything else. There was a plant level. Yes. Uh, There was a plant level? Yes, there we go. That had a question mark in it. Um, I won't even bother talking about the final playable scene, but I would love to, to talk about the ending. I probably would not feel so strongly about the quality of the good ending if everyone else did not hate it. What the hell, guys? Uh, I can't be the only one who is deep, uh, who was deeply concerned about the Little Sisters the entire game. One second, sorry. I'll spot that. Don't worry. Um. That might, have, that might have something to do with my career as an early childhood educator. Killing them was never an option. When I watched someone else do it, I was horrified. Killing kids to serve any purpose is fucked up. If you're playing the, if you're playing the role at all, and if you're, uh, and if you're not this... And, no, sorry. If you're playing the role at all, and if you're not, this is a bad game for you, then I don't get it. So, you shoot the bad guy, and the bad guy is dead. Video games, etc. But then, you're treated uh, to the reality of the situation you have made. You're responsible for all these children you've saved. Uh, You have to move past your own Frankenstein's monster now that Frankenstein is dead. And the writing gracefully glides through the touchstones of that narrative without becoming trite. You get to die having lived a long, fulfilled life after overcoming the central struggle of the story. How many games offer you that? Yeah. So if you take that, if you take that ending um, at face value, you're not rapidly aging or anything like that. The idea that the coda for your character is just a long, peaceful life that you're well loved. That is really powerful. Yeah. Like I like that too. That's very nice. You know, you get to have your, you know, a few, a few of these adventure types get to, you know, die, die of old age peacefully. And I, I agree with you. That is really powerful. Yeah. You know, if he's not rapid aging and there's nothing in the text that says that he's going to die, you know, continue to super age. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
So, but uh, you know, some of that stuff that he brought up before about like, okay, you know, you went from being scared of the big daddies to, mm-hmm. you know, them not really being that huge of a concern, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just video games empowerment. And it could speak to that genre shift thing that we mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're not always a, a, a big fight. They tend to be for, I think, maybe a little bit longer than – I think that they are a little bit longer than that. Yeah. You know, so it's not – and I also think that the first half of the game kind of has more treasures um, in it than the uh, than maybe you're you're giving it uh, the credit for. Um, but it does – I think there is kind of a drop-off. And the more I think about it, like I am more engaged with that horror stuff the second half I'm in it for learning more about the world. Yeah. Which ended up being enough for me. Cause it was one of my favorite things about the first part of it. But yeah, I think in the first half you're learning about the world and in the second half you're learning about the people in it or these, like these players, like the, the focus really narrows down to finding out about Fontaine, finding out about Su, Su Chong, you know, instead of being in these common areas like the farmer's market or whatever, yeah. you're actually in their apartment. Yeah, exactly. It's not the yeah. man on the streets, the individuals who, but who also yeah. impacted that, you yeah, know, so yeah. they're responsible for it. So it's still these pieces to a larger puzzle. And I guess that's like the, the reason why like this game ends up being a hill to die on for me is like. Mm-hmm. Just that uh, that last bit's just something that's really compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is is not as uh, not as fun, and you can feel the game straining under attempting to uh, create those challenges for you again. Yeah. You know, I think those kind of like escort missions, the fact that those are so difficult, the fact that the little sisters are so fragile, um, in addition to just kind of subverting this thing, like you've killed the person in this role dozens of times up until this point, um, is also trying to make trying to challenge you and Bioshock. Uh, and I think this is very true of infinite as well. Um, never does challenge that well after the beginning of it, right. you know, so attempts to add challenge, like don't really work be they, you know, uh, infinitely respawning ghost moms or, you know, uh, this kind of escort mission. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Kyle Ross says via Facebook, I love the original Bioshock. The first time I played it, I wasn't too sure that what I was doing and tried to play it like a straight shooter. On my second playthrough, I did the survival difficulty slash no vita chambers and actually took using plasmids and tonics into account. I was very surprised that doing so, along with completing all the research, allowed me to clear almost the entire game using only the wrench. Needless to say, it's one of my favorite games, and I love how, uh, as you progress, you find the audio diaries that fill in the backstory of Rapture in a semi-Resident Evil style. It's also interesting how the game incorporates the philosophies of Ayn Rand and the fact that nobody in Rapture was hindered by government or moral responsibility uh, that inevitably led to Rapture's downfall. All in all, an amazing piece of storytelling. Agreedo. Agreedo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Doug Welker via Facebook says, I thought that the atmosphere and the world uh, and the world it built was fantastic, but it felt like a super dressed up on rail shooter that wasn't worthy of the insane hype it generated. Turning into a big daddy was cool, was a cool twist, uh, but the game really lost steam when Ryan died. The final boss felt very generic video game. The plasmids were a nice twist, but the combat still felt meh to me. Much like Infinite, I just wanted to explore the cool world versus engaging in the same fight over and over again. It was definitely a good game, but I just don't see how it achieved legendary status. Yeah. I think, I mean, part of the why it achieved that legendary status are those little nuanced um, Artur touches that, that were, we talked about, kind of sneaking their way into something that was marketed and had the reach of, you know, Halo. Mm-hmm. something like that so i think that's part of why it's legendary is that first exposure yeah. for a lot of people and, and something that we didn't really talk about too much in the actual episode but i think you know in the interest of fairness should be expressed i'm not that fond of the shooting in this yeah 
you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's not, it's not a strong suit. So if you're in here looking, looking for that, that's not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Like I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, we didn't necessarily do this on purpose, but we're doing Dishonored for the next like uh, Wolf episode because Dishonored is uh, an example like the the combat and power stuff in that is uh, like the perfection of this formula. I feel like yeah. the intersection of weapons and powers and movement and everything like that is is about as good as it gets in this kind of game. Um, so you can kind of uh, kind of see what that looks like when it's done right. Yeah. Like it feels good to fight things in that game. Um, but I also am not. I don't know really know what a shooter like a good shooter feels like. Like I'm, I don't play them. Mm-hmm. Very much. So like what are I and I'm not saying there aren't differences. Me saying I don't know it is not me suggesting that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um but what are these these specific things that are missing to people, yeah. you know, with that shooting? Like, like what would be an example of something that's like a really you know, that I've played that you know I've played? Um I think that Halo is a really good shooter. Um yeah. just and I think that has more to do with just kind of the way that the levels are laid out and the way that the enemies react. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to kind of the responsiveness and uh, you know, when you get to that level where it's as twitchy as it is, it gets down to the 30 second loop. Like how satisfying is this 30 seconds of fun repeated over and over again. Yeah. Um, I think Bioshock is playing a little bit larger of a game. And so their attention is more to managing the environment as opposed to it being a satisfying like the thing individual. To to yeah. 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 And so like the individual kind of, you know, verb is, is a little bit lost in favor of the, 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 the larger. Shooting. Yeah. It's the bullets you're not shooting. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I don't, I, maybe I just haven't, uh, don't have experience with that. Cause I've never, I've never played any of the Halo games. Like I've played shooters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I played old shooters and I played like, I think yeah, I played fear and, and played those games and yeah. they're, and they're fine. Like fear is considered to be a good shooter, yeah, right? F- fear is yeah. a really good shooter. Yeah. yeah. Fear is okay. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like the game that much though. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just, that's just, it's something that does well that I'm just not that interested in that's seeing pref- something do well. Again, preference. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably what's, yeah. what's at work. Um, was that you or me? Uh, this is going to be you for J. Travis Woodside. Yeah, J. Travis Woodside of the New Hampshire Woodsides. Uh, says via Facebook, um, Bioshock is a fantastic game that I originally hated in my first playthrough. The world Irrational built was mind-blowing, but then it was hampered by mundane shooting mechanics. When I learned to treat how to treat it like a survival horror title, I was able to appreciate it so much more. When I play Silent Hill 2, I don't enjoy the combat so much as allow its frustration to become part of the atmosphere. Running through Rapture with combat as a necess- uh, necessary but regrettable action helped me to become more immersed in the story of a man lost in a world he doesn't understand. It was only too bad that Infinite, while also fantastic overall, is more combat-focused. These games present a world ripe for exploration, but rarely seem to encourage it. Maybe it's because the level design is just disjointed enough that it requires you to follow an arrow all the way home. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk too much about the the quest arrow, but uh, I ended up relying on it a lot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I end up using it from time to time. I don't require. I like how it's. I like how that's implemented. I like yeah. that kind of quest arrow uh, kind of thing. Um, I like how it's implemented in Infinite too. Even though, like, uh, needing to use it, I guess you know it is kind of yeah. a crutch for that. But um, it's, yeah. the per- it's the perfect Dark Zero problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's on the air via Facebook. Uh, the irony achievement is probably the best use of an achievement system I've seen. It's still one of the most aesthetically pleasing games out there. Um, I think the look works. Uh, w- sorry, I think that the look works as well as it does, largely because of the late fifties and early sixties uh, time frame. For me, and probably de- the developers and a good deal of the player base, that was the time frame when our grandparents were the driving force of the culture. Playing through it made me feel like I was reading through the books I inherited from my granddad or visiting him. 
there's a kind of special nostalgia that Bioshock that the Bioshock games uh, do, which no uh, which no other games quite match. Yep. Um, he goes on to say, uh, "Play Anachronics for the show, <laughs> or I will." Um, yeah. So the, the um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I, yeah. Well, I I didn't read the comments before we played, but that irony achievement—you're right on the money, man. That's exact. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm going to get out of achievements. Mm-hmm. Hide shit and make me find it as a surprise. <laughs> that's the only, yeah. literally the only value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's such a weird choice to have it set in the '60s. It's such a weird choice to go with this Art Deco aesthetic. Yeah, but they but they do it. They make that choice and they they, they go full you know whole hog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a contrasting. It's a you know it's Fallout, so it's a contrasting of fifties, but with technology that's far beyond it. Like yeah. this actually takes place in the fifties, mm-hmm. so it is it is further than that. But the technology is super sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it might as well be. I mean, the same thing happens in uh in you know uh, Atlas Shrugged, right? Galt's oh. Gulch only works because yeah, Galt made that crazy perpetual motion machine, and he's like yeah, hiding it away from the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, and he has an invisibility machine that makes it so that us uh, so plebes can't find yeah. it. So who is John Galt? <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> who, who is atlas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um john bennett says via facebook matt bennett uh matt bennett how do i read john i'm tired <laughs> we've been recording for a long time yes, uh, matt bennett says via facebook bioshock is one of the few games that actually made me feel sad angry and creeped out i don't play a lot of horror games so i'm not used to feeling scared in a game there were times when after getting the upgrade that turns you invisible when standing still, I would just stand in the corner and try to figure out where all the creepy dialogue was coming from, so nothing would jump out at me. When I accidentally triggered the mannequin enemies that then follow you through the rest of the game, I spent the rest of the game constantly looking over my shoulder in fear of uh, when they would come back. The sadness and anger came from spending the early part of the game working towards saving Atlas's family, only to have them blown up by the evil Andrew Ryan. My heart sank when they exploded, and Atlas comes on screaming and almost crying and it made me pissed off towards ryan yeah <laughs> my heart sank when they exploded yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah. phrase you got got kid <laughs> you ended up in a twist <laughs> let's twist again like we did last summer let's twist again like we did last summer <laughs> um <laughs> okay do uh fontaine ordering cinnamon twists at taco okay. bell uh, um, uh, it's called Ogon Badagree, kid. He's the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> All right, Grace, you're the kind of twist that can really do some research for me. <laughs> uh, it's like some kind of like uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers esque like fighting game of like. You know, of Gary's voices, yeah, or, or just all the games we've done, yeah. or just like you know, who will win between Gabriel Knight, Frank Fontaine, <laughs> Domba, Domba yeah. always loses, and Klonoa's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, Jeffrey Lawton via Facebook says, I think that the combat, uh, uh, sorry. I think that the combat, as well as the setting, were totally groovy, but I didn't get very far because I suck at both scary things and shooters, and mm-hmm. this is both of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truth. And I'll continue uh, with the next one because that was fairly short. Alexander Bergen via Facebook. I didn't play the original Bioshock until last year. Unfortunately, it didn't seem to me that the shooting mechanics have aged very well. The whole thing felt slow and cl- uh, clunky. 
After discovering that you could kill pretty much anything with the wrench and electricity, ammo and plasma upgrades became pointless. The groan of the big daddies deteriorated quickly from uh, creating a sense of dread to turning out to be nothing more than a way to locate those creepy looking broads. That, uh, what creepy gave, looking broads. Them, them, them creepy, them creepy looking broads would give you the good ending. <laughs> <laughs> creepy looking broads. Uh, with all that being said, the game had a fantastic setting and could be uh, the only instance of my entire gaming career where I found myself giving any kind of a shit about audio logs. Lastly, the whole would you kindly uh, thing was pretty lame. Sure, uh, I thought it was profound at 2 a.m. after a few beers, but looking back at it, seems kind of dumb. I like the would you kindly thing. Yeah. I, li- I like people responding to a, a, f- a kill phrase or like a phrase kind of thing like that. Well, the, the idea of us being kind of hypnotized and, and stuff like that. I, 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 just, I just love the idea of, you know, characters with verbal tics. Like, yeah, I yeah, like that like, too. That, that's just yeah. something that he... It like, feels very natural. Like yeah. it, it was genuinely really surprising to me when it came up. I didn't uh-huh. notice like this guy's saying would you kindly every time I have to do something really plot relevant. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was how he talked. Uh-huh. You know, it, like it worked on me in a real yeah. good way. You know, you know, just like just like we would say, please and thank you, or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know. t- totally worked on me. And then just I, that's an idea that's really resonant with me. Like mm-hmm. I like, uh, I think it's an X Men two. Uh, Wolverine has that phrase, like yeah. you say, like nature. He like has to, he powers down and stuff like that. Like the idea that the Manchurian Candidate mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'm pretty into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I am, I am into that. Um, it's interesting to me too, where like. I guess like and I'm not gonna just I I really loved Bioshock Infinite. I'm not just gonna rag on it constantly. This I don't want this podcast to just turn into like Gary loves Bioshock too, hates Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. Um, but do people like are they setting this up? Because they're like I didn't play the original Bioshock until now, and the shooting mechanics didn't hold up. Are people holding up Infinite as having good shooting mechanics? I don't. Do people think that? Because if so, they're fucking wrong. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not the case. Yeah, I mean um, they, they control very similarly. I mean yeah, they, it's they, the same they've thing. Yeah. the same pacing. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't advanced at all, and the shooting mechanics in Infinite are real yeah. trash, man. I, I don't. Think think anybody's doing that okay I, good. I, I think that i think that they like a lot of people are probably coming to bioshock because of infinite you yeah know, and, you know because it's been a good long while and you know yeah. I, I think that especially the self-selecting group of people who would listen to this show you know are the yeah. kind of people who that if they liked infinite would go back and play yeah you know that's, that's probably true i'm just thinking of them like if if people are going back to that and then being surprised that the shooting mechanics are bad it almost like well it's like you know it's a lot older than that yeah. like if if infinite was the height of shooting mechanics now <laughs> then this would be incredible like if this matched the height in 2007 yeah um but yeah um and i'll wrap us up here with uh carlo uh diron and he says via facebook bioshock is a near perfect game for me the setting and plot are both excellent the game has a great balance of rpg and fps elements uh the game has personal value as well because i played it on the 360 and then later on the pc it made me realize that i am terrible at first person shooter games without a mouse and keyboard yeah as am i (laughs) Like, yeah, I, you know, I I initially was like that, like uh, I I couldn't get rid of of my, of my mouse and keyboard, but uh, I, I you know I I can play a shooter on a console. It's not yeah. it's not that it's not that hard. I'm not against it. Like yeah. I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not in legitimately PC master race. Like I, I, there are a lot of jokes about <laughs> yeah. it, but I'm not. Uh, I can play a shoot. I played yeah. Deus Ex on playstation 2 for the first time like twice yeah like i can play a, a shooting game on a console but mm-hmm. it's not my preferred way to do it yeah yeah I, and i like being ambidextrous i like being able to do both i like i know people who can't figure out a mouse yeah you know like yeah it's just one of those things yeah but uh but yeah yeah huh. self-discovery um, through games yeah yeah absolutely um yeah so that's that's what you guys thought about bioshock one 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for responding and responding yeah. in force. Definitely. Um, Coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. I wonder if that's a function of it, just the importance of the game, or if it is a function of it being a newer game. I think recently, I think it's uh, far more likely that a lot of people would have played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if we're talking about DuckTales, we're speaking to a very specific age That's set, true. You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, this is a pretty important, uh, pretty important yeah. game. And Infinite came out and, you know, probably renewed a lot of people's interest It's in a it. watershed. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. It is a watershed game. Yeah. Um, uh, so probably not going to be much in the way of deleted scenes, by which I mean any. Yeah. This time. No. Yeah. We just kind of got back to work. We, this whole weekend has just been us. You know, if we recorded everything we said, we'd probably have funny things that we said yeah. that were not on tape. But mm-hmm. we're not uh, living in some kind of, you know, NSA police state or anything Wait. so nsa if you have any recordings of yeah, us yeah, no. saying funny things please send them in for our episode can, can we FOIA request that yeah or? yeah yeah i would like to request the microfiche transcription of this weekend um yeah, yeah. but so yeah. um if you'd like to respond our next game is uh, is going to be uh, eternal darkness uh, you're um, going to have fun a... center if you have fun there's... center memories Oh, we're well, not there's doing... not an extra episode for that. If you have fun center memories, stuff them. <laughs> <laughs> you can take them memories and shove them in a sack. I mean, if we get something you cool, twist. Can... Yeah, we can, yeah, we can read them. We actually, yeah. I do want them cool. Somebody yeah. on uh, Something Awful Boards has amazing things. So we'll, it'll just be a long episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, please send us here. Take yeah. your fun center memories and send them to the contact. We form. would really appreciate them. You twist. <laughs> You're going to send them. I like two Doritos Locos tacos yeah. and a Get large cinnamon, cinnamon twist. twist. You mug. <laughs> you palooka. I want them now and I want them supreme. <laughs> I've upgraded. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking outside the bun. I'm going to take this laundry and hang it out to dry. <laughs> Living with Frank Fontaine would be a nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to Sev. You want anything? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, your timesheet's overdue, you palooka. My timesheet ain't overdue. Like, you're going to learn the meaning of hurt. <laughs> what um, do you mean my premium's going up? <laughs> yeah, no, your premium's going up. <laughs> Uh, look at right. that voice actor and just hire her to do a like an ongoing animated series. Yeah. Like, okay, seven more hours of this, and we'll call this extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. So yeah, uh, fun center memories, eternal darkness memories, Fallout Two memories. Mm-hmm. Any and all are welcome at uh, duckv.tv slash contact or yeah. facebook.com slash uh, watch out for fireballs. Just your memories in general. Yeah, we would like to extract them. Tell them and show, digitize them. Show me my future crimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, general admin stuff, ratings and reviews. It's been a little while since we've got one. Yep. Um, that's helpful. It's still helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar <clears throat> is very useful financially mm-hmm. um, to keeping the lights on. Um, further financial, there are a lot of cool things on the store. We have some yes. posters available. Um, they're great. My friend uh, Noah Dorsey designed them, and I love them. And uh, in addition to that, um, I put out a record um, under the moniker Super Mario Lab. Um, which is 49 micro songs, one macro song, all done in Mario Paint Composer, designed to be played on Shuffle. Yeah, that, so, that rules. Yeah, it's five bucks. So uh, check it out. I'm really proud of it. I spent all summer working on it, more or less. Um, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I, think, I think that's everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, stay dry. Yeah, watch out for a lack of deleted scenes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>